In this podcast, I want to explore deeper questions on why social-emotional learning matters. And I'd like you to think about some of these ideas in terms of not just your school, but the more, the bigger educational picture and how we're preparing students, whether it's preparing them for high school, college, or the world of career. In the current educational and political climate, pressing concerns such as whether teachers should carry guns seem to be at the forefront of the news and in conversations around the dining table. In the face of such pressing concerns, it is still important to dial back and focus on the goals of education and think about whether we've achieved such educational goals that have been set forth in modern schooling. The greatest question that still seems to be burning on the minds of most educators is whether our diverse learners are being served and where the gaps are when those learners are still falling behind. The greatest question is how can we make social-emotional learning part of the curriculum? And still, some education reformists and parents still do not believe that social-emotional learning matters. And I would like to talk about why social-emotional learning matters. First, I'd like to start out with an honest picture of the educational system and not just look at the glossy school progress reports and flyers that show increase in test scores or increase in teacher retention in some cases and just the micro view of statistics and numbers that show progress. I want to look at the bigger picture. And to do that, I'd like to focus on how social-emotional learning figures into the equation in public schools within the United States. Although this topic is important for all schools, I figure that public schools are the least um, cohesive when it comes to social-emotional learning. Private schools seem to have some component of social-emotional learning intertwined into the mission statement and in the courses that they offer. Not all public, private schools, but many uh, still do as part of a parochial education or as part of what they offer for personalized education to parents. Public schools, on the other hand, are still very diverse in how they handle the social-emotional component of learning. During the wave of educational reforms 20 years ago, the No Child Left Behind Act, Common Core, and the introduction of the teacher evaluation systems across our nation that came out of, again, the No Child Left Behind Act, 
there was the underlying notion of getting our students ready to compete with the students from other nations, getting our students prepared for 21st century learning, and preparing students for the world of higher education and work. But we must drill down to more mundane levels. Before we can talk about whether students are ready for the world of college or career, we have to think about whether students are indeed completing high school. So I like to think about the smaller picture and what statistics show and what they do not show. Well, statistics show that more students are completing high school, the small percentage of students who are not completing high school have to be examined very carefully. And the reasons that those students are not completing high school can be looked at from a micro view. We have to start looking at why those students are not completing high school. Now these are some of the statistics that are not examined often enough. My contention is that a lot of the reasons that students do not complete high school is that they run into problems with social or emotional issues in their lives. These could be deeper issues such as having problems at home, drug addiction, um, needing to go out and work, or this can be drilled down to issues with learning, frustrations in the classroom, the inability to connect with what is going on in school. And we have to look at this at going backward and looking through the whole K through 12 continuum and ask whether students are being served in the proper way within academic settings. If there are still students who are struggling with making it through high school, there must be deep reasons behind school dropout or school non-completion. So, uh, moving forward, I like to think about whether students uh, who complete high school are able to complete college. And the statistics across the nation are pretty dismal. There are a number of students who enter college but never complete it. And I again, I believe that most of the reasons that students do not complete college are the, uh, the need to work, uh, the need to attend to their personal life, but there are a large amount of students who run into the inability to cope, the um, not being able to be resilient through difficult times, obstacles that they may overcome, or challenges and frustrations with learning. And it all goes, comes down to one thing. It all comes down to how well students are prepared to overcome challenges, to deal with frustrations, to remain resilient, and to build healthy relationship with self and others. So I call this the X factor. And when our students complete high school or college, obtain employment, do they succeed on the job? This is another uh, question we have. Again, going back to 
our K through 12 continuum. Academic achievement is paramount and it's the first step to achieving success. However, the X factor plays a big factor, plays a big part in whether students will succeed as adults. The X factor I look at is students must be able to achieve academically, but they also may be, may be at risk for not achieving if they do not have the social and emotional skills to cope and to move themselves forward through difficult times. The question for teachers is, have we prepared students well enough to complete high school? This begins early in preschool. Have we prepared students with the skills that they need to learn healthy ways to cope with difficulty, roadblocks, and frustrations? Are students able to reach out and ask for help? Are students able to navigate through challenging relationships? If, for example, if a student has a problem with a teacher, are they able to go through the right channels to get themselves help or to learn how to speak to the teacher? Often students run into difficulties with relationships and either give up or act out. So my contention for social-emotional learning is that social-emotional learning not only helps students in the K through 12 continuum, but it helps students to prepare for higher education. It teaches students ways to ask for help, to navigate through challenges, to remain resilient, to have healthy relationships with peers, and to prepare for the next steps of their chosen goals in life. So when we look at what is happening in terms of social-emotional learning, my question is, why is social-emotional learning considered something that should be put on the back burner? If our students are still experiencing difficulty, not only in the classroom, but with discipline, with completing high school, with navigating their way through college and obtaining a job, keeping a job, and sustaining employment, getting promoted, we're missing something along the way. There are essential steps that help students to be prepared for the next step, but there are also essential steps to remaining a successful adult in life as well. Finally, I want to talk about the employer's point of view. When a student finally graduates high school, college, graduate school, and post-graduate school, if they choose, they will be interviewing for a position that hopefully they can sustain. Most graduates want to find a long-term employment. They're not looking to freelance. Some are looking to start their own business. Some are looking to freelance, but most students who graduate are looking to sustain long-term employment. 
when I read many articles on LinkedIn and on business sites about what employers feel is the most valuable uh, background for students, uh, for students they potentially want to hire. Some of the answers are, I'm looking for somebody with excellent interpersonal skills. Other answers are, I'm looking for students with the ability to accept feedback. Other answers are, I'm looking for potential candidates who have good soft skills. So I looked further into the meaning of soft skills and it came around to the same idea as social emotional skills. Soft skills are the ability to um, reflect, the ability to have confidence, healthy self-esteem, to have good oral and written skills, to be able to work in teams, and to be able to remain resilient in the face of challenges. All of these skills are skills that are not necessarily taught in school. Yes, they're taught innately in the routines and rituals of the classroom and some of the academic subjects. However, they're not taught in a direct way in the classroom. They're taught as an implied, um, as a side benefit or an implied set of underlying skills that teachers would teach when they teach when, when they go through the rules or they teach students how, how to behave in the classroom. And uh, in my opinion, some students need a lot more than just the usual. This is how you uh, follow the rules in school, or this is how you navigate the system, or this is how you see your guidance counselor when you feel that you want to talk about your schedule or a problem. I think there needs to be many, many, many more uh, direct in instructional um, moments when social skills are taught. I, I believe that social skills need to be embedded in the curriculum. They also need to be embedded within the school day in terms of either in an advisory class or in restorative circles or in a push-in guidance class. I really believe that this is the missing component in our educational system, in our public educational system. Again, I can't speak for private schools, but I believe I am experienced in public schools, so I'll speak of public schools for now. I really believe that this is the missing piece that may have been in the school system years ago. I, I think it precedes my time, but I, I have read about um, when my parents went to school, whether when other people went to school, when courses in character education and values were part of the school day, civics and life skills and courses such as that, that address social emotional learning. I have not seen this in my time. As a former special education teacher, I have taught these skills within my classes, but only a few um, 
instances I have seen where there are special classes for social-emotional learning or it has been embedded into the curriculum. So what I'd like to see is, or what I think as an educator, as a long-term educator, would really make a difference in terms of high school completion, college completion, and pre preparedness for work is um, more social-emotional learning. I feel that social-emotional learning really matters. And in um, upcoming podcasts, I will talk about um, restorative work and um, other means to integrate social-emotional learning in the classroom and throughout the entire learning community. Um, so I, I'm continuing to dive into this research and to learn more about it because I feel that it is a vital topic for today's schools. Thank you so much for listening.